0: And welcome back everyone for another exciting episode of the Camaro show. I'm Chris. And I'm Jason. And we're back. We're back yes. from our from our, our, our small week off. But you know, that best of episode, I love it. Because yeah. that brings me back to when we when we were with the fresh excitement of the sixth gen from Belle Isle. That was a great event here in Detroit. It was a great event. Oh, I wish I could go back and do that event over again. I really do. That was speaking such a... of
1: which, yeah. Guess what I came across just a few days ago. What's that? The media kit from that event. Oh, that had um, the 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 Camaro emblem, the plaque. Oh yeah in, yeah, the, yeah, in the in the light box. Yeah, the license plate, um, the bag. I even have, don't. I don't even know how. I had a wristband. That was never used. It had like little tabs on it for lunch, track, yep. and all that. That somehow never got used. I don't, I don't know why I didn't use it, but I, I know I was part of it. So, I was thinking about throwing it up on eBay just to see what would happen. I'm curious. Oh,
0: interesting, interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a great day. That was a great. Day. It oh. was. It was cool. It was
1: cool. Um, much bigger fanfare than than the fifth gen. Yeah. If I remember right, they just showed up with a fifth gen in Royal Oak. Here it is.
0: Oh yeah, when they uh when, they, when they started building che- it,
1: yeah, people drop your cheeseburgers and look at one car. Well, I remember now they they did, tw- they,
0: they did a, a series of events leading up to the fifth gen. You know, obviously the the big unveil at the Detroit Auto Show, and then remember well, that was the, the concept. Right, that was the concept, and then remember they had the big thing at the tech center in Warren. Right, and when they yep. announced that they were going to actually make it, and then we showed up in Royal Oak, and they rolled up in that red.
1: That's right. The 5th Gen. The Camaro is back. That was uh, Ed Peeper who said that uh, at that show. I was sitting right next to Tom Peters when that happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. Tom is always cool. All right. Anyway, yeah, it was very, very cool. Uh, Good time, man. Good Good times, yeah. Hard to believe that was, what, two years ago now? (laughs) Yeah, it was.
0: May of 2015.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, uh, let's see. We got a bunch of other things to talk about. Oh, we got so much uh, stuff
0: to talk about this week.
1: (laughs) Sales figures, huh?
0: Yeah. Let's start with that. Um, Well, Camaro. We've been talking about this every month. Sales figures. Well, Camaro seems to have jumped back on top with a vengeance. This uh, the sales figures of this week were released for the month of September. And Camaro comes in at 7,480 versus Mustang's 5,847. And Challenger takes a giant drop down to 4,780 compared to last month. Um, U.S. uh, inventory levels are down 160,000 vehicles in the third quarter. The company's inventory target is unchanged, which is to the end of the year with stocks at or below last year's level of about 850,000 vehicles with fewer cars and more trucks, crossovers, and utilities in the mix. According to J.D. Power PIN estimates, GM September incentive spendings as a percent of ATP was 14.6%, which reflects special programs that support disaster relief, Well, obviously with, with both the hurricanes happening down south. Uh, year-to-date, mm-hmm. GM's incentive spend is below It's domestic and many Asian competitors, which means uh, they're not throwing as much money on the hood as compared to Ford and FCA and some other Asian companies. Uh, And in year to date, this is, listen up guys, listen, this is very important to listen to. Year to date, GM has the lowest daily rental mix of any full-time automaker at 8.7% of total sales. GM remains committed to decrease daily rental sales by 50,000 units in 2017. So, what what that means is they're not artificially inflating their production numbers by producing a bunch of cars for fleet, which I think some other... You never know. ...might be doing.
1: <clears throat> well, not to mention it's, you know... I, I, I think there's a good strategy behind this because usually when you rent a car, it's the lowest bargain basement trim. Right. It, and I think the idea of of them getting their cars there is so people can drive a new car and say oh I love this I'm actually going to go buy one for real not this piece of crap that doesn't even have power windows or an FM radio in it <laughs> FM radio so maybe they're making right. what is FM You know, <laughs> um, maybe they're making more money by not bothering to go that because it's really an advertising channel they're not making any money off the car clearly clearly, clearly. Huh.
0: so yeah, I was pretty huh. happy <clears throat> I was pretty happy with the sales this month as as everybody should and hopefully they they keep up um looks like they're then here's the thing with camaro since the sixth gen introduced um, if you look um historically they're 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 keeping it across the board the same pretty much they're selling what is this now about fifty six thousand units now for yeah, the give year take. something like that that's nothing to sneeze at dude there's nothing to sneeze at. And, and <clears throat> I know the 5th Gen um, was a huge selling car, and I know they did sell a lot of 5th Gens to uh, rental fleets and fleet sales as well.
1: Well, let's see. What was the 2002 Camaro production numbers? Let's look at uh, our 2002? old standby. 2002. <sighs> let's see here. for looking at CamaroZ28.com.
0: Let me look at the white
1: book here. <clears throat> let's see. Well, here we go. Uh, 13,000 Z28s, 11,000 SS, and 8,000 convertibles. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, compared to 2002.
1: Four- actually, no, I, I just, I'll, I'll just go by automatics, six speeds and five speeds. 29,000 automatics, 10,000 six speeds, and 5,005 five speeds. So, 39, 40, 43,000. Okay. It's actually not, oh, oh, shoot, it's in huge letters right in front of me. 42,098.
0: See, and according to the Camaro White Book, uh. Production was 41,776 total for 2002.
1: Well, I guess Settlemeyer's a liar. <laughs> yeah, because that's where we got those those info. But, uh, you know, there's there's always some slight discrepancies um, depending on how the numbers are calculated.
0: And in 2001, it says total production for the Camaro was 29,009. 16,000 base and 12,000 Z28s.
1: Good grief, man. Oh crazy so yeah they're doing pretty good considering the car was dead for a while dead d-e-d dead dead the car is dead i'm gonna go buy a dodge dot which is also dead (laughs) oh you know what else could be dead soon (laughs) (laughs) that's where i was gonna go with it
0: everything has a motor in it
1: (laughs) the internal combustion engine
0: Pretty, I don't know about this, this man. This is pretty interesting uh, news. Uh, GM came out this week with this big announcement. And, and I thought we would definitely talk about this here because there's a lot of things this, this kind of touches on. So G, what, GM came out and said that they want to eventually go 100, 100% electric for their fleet. And I think it was by 2024... To, to be producing only on two platforms, I think it was. Oh this is the that starts with two fully electric models by next year, then eighteen more in twenty twenty three, uh, and is, and the Mark Royce is saying that GM believes the future is all electric.
1: Now, I don't
0: What do you think?
1: I, I don't disagree with yes, the future is all electric, and and, and here's a. It's just it just seems to be the way to go. It's just going to take a while. Eight years from now, eight am I, is my math right? Not even. Yeah. When did they say, when did they say they want to? Twenty twenty
0: three. Yeah. Well, it says yeah. It says by. Let's see, eighteen more fully electric models by twenty
1: twenty three. And when do they want to be a hundred percent? Let's see here the heck was that
0: oh you know when you're when you're on a web page like wired all the uh (laughs) the ads start kicking in here
1: oh chrome is gonna fix that when they stop making things autoplay
0: this is the crucial question for american automaker will be how exactly to make money from all these cars by one report gm loses nine thousand dollars on every chevy bolt it sells bolt b-o-l-t Roy's strategy hinges on bringing down, bringing costs down, thanks to steadily dropping battery prices, more efficient motors, lighter cars, massive scale, and global supply chains. Helps. This next next generation will be profitable, he says. End of story. Huh? Uh, they don't. They don't have a prediction. It doesn't look like as to when they're supposed to be. So, okay. I think they came out with a vision. I think that's they came out with a vision. You know they they see the future and I don't know if the future is ten years twenty years fifty years i mean we're we're also looking at um rollbacks too i i think the president right now is going to be rolling back um cafe um standards um for the up for for the for the coming years I think everybody had to abide by um so that's going to come into the mix as well so I don't know
1: well i <sighs> Regardless if it really happens, if it really pl- comes out the way that they're planning, they're 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 inferring. I think the biggest concern that we have is what's going to happen to the Camaro. What's going <clears> to <throat> happen to performance vehicles in right. general? Right. It, there's there's two ways I can look at it. One, let's talk about that whole ultimate drag race. That uh, was it, Motor Trend or Car and Driver? Or? Yeah,
0: Motor Trend. Yeah.
1: Motor Trend had. Yeah. What was the what was the winner of that? Tesla. Tesla. So if you're worried about internal combustion engine maybe you're worried about the wrong thing maybe you're just worried about performance clearly performance is not an issue when it comes to electric cars no but let's let's say that you're just not sold on the whole electric thing and you want that rumble you want that old style with you know valves and all that junk and <laughs> well there's like there's companies out there like uh, one is uh, that i can think of is is uh, Dynacorn. Uh, crazy name i know but um you can you can buy like a, a licensed replica shell of a 1967 Camaro, for example, and build your own car. In fact, a lot of the show cars you see are not original. I mean, I'm looking on their website at dinacornclassicbodies.com, and you could buy a 67 Camaro convertible body, just like you know the tub and the windshield frame and the trunk and doors and all that, uh, $13,000. And then, of course, you have to buy a frame and then the front fenders and, oh, well, the rest of the car. Yeah. So, you know, and the question is then what are you going to put in it? You're going to put an electric engine in it? Not necessarily because think about this. General Motors is not the only company that makes engine blocks. Right. I mean, there's, there's tons of companies out there that cast their own blocks. Tons of them. So is the internal combustion engine going away? Probably not in our lifetime. Is it going away from the manufacturer point of view? Probably is it going to happen in the time frame that they say they're going to? Hard to tell. It used to be that was such a far off dream, and it took so long to happen. I mean, it was there was remember the GM EV one? What was at ninety six ninety yep. seven? Oh yeah. Yes. So it took them twenty years to actually get to where they're mass producing them. But vehicle, as yeah. you and I both know, as technology marches on, the rate of improvement ramps up. Right. So. If you're worried about performance, I wouldn't worry at all. If you're worried about internal combustion, eh, you know, grab one while you can in the next ten years or so.
0: Then we also have uh, autonomy to to think about as well in the future uh, with cars. Uh, they're they're obviously they're working full bore right now on autonomous mm-hmm. driving vehicles. So electric, autonomous. Uh, I
1: don't know. Don't forget about hyperloop.
0: Oh, yeah. Hyperloop.
1: Elon Musk, he's crazy. He's crazy in a good way. And the guy, you got to adm- admire the dude. <clears throat> yeah. Quick little story about Elon Musk. Um, back in '97, a company called X.com came out.
0: <laughs> I remember them.
1: And then about the same time, a company called PayPal came out. And I think it was if you signed up, you got 10 bucks for either one of them. Yeah. And then if you signed somebody else up They got 10 bucks and you got another 10 bucks or something like that. So, my brain was going, Ooh, there's opportunity here. So, I started, I signed up and I talked to all the people at work and got them signed up and I made like 50, 100 bucks, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, a guy my age built PayPal and (laughs) X.com. And that guy, in, in so many ways, there's a bigger story behind it, but in so many ways, that was Elon Musk. So, I was thinking I was smart by making 50 bucks
0: okay I made billions, oh. and then he created Tesla and then he created SpaceX and whatever else he's doing now it's
1: yeah it's nuts crazy dude yeah. good for him all right let's get back to cars so
0: electric well, I, I would like to hear from our listeners on this too are you guys behind electric that's what I want to know are you guys behind electric I mean I was just literally last week at Tesla's headquarters in Fremont California and, and the at their factory. It's the old GM Numi factory is what they're in right now. Mm-hmm. They're I producing work for GM Numi. Did you? They're um, they're producing three cars there. And I hap- we we found one of the new Model Threes that are just coming out in one of their back lots. I saw one at work, I think. Well, they're not well, I think only a few handful of like uh, execs and maybe one or two customers have gotten them so far. Yeah, and, because it uh,
1: had the the, the Kendall front end.
0: Yeah, they're all like that now. The oh, are brand. they? Okay, never yeah.
1: mind. Um, it's
0: a nice-looking car, dude. It's a nice—and it starts at 35 That's without the $7,500 rebate that you get from your uh, your state. And it looks pretty cool. looks pretty
1: cool. About 10 years ago when Tesla—I think it was Tesla starting up, but there's also Fisker. Mm. Was it Fisker. Fisker
0: Karma, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was talking to, remember, here's a, here's a name from a previous show Jake Robb. Yeah. I was talking to Jake Robb. That SOP. And uh, I was saying that maybe the future, you know, gearhead is going to be like a, this is before the Chevrolet Volt. I called them Volt heads. Maybe it's going to go from making more power from, you know, the gasoline and combustion to making more power via electrical. So the future gearheads are. Electrical engineers. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're thinking about picking a new major, i go into electrical engineering if you like cars. Computer programming. Automotive computer programming. Oh, yeah. You know? Or lithium technologies or things like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's scary. It's scary. But I think it's, I, um, it's, it's fun. I think it's going to be fun. Hmm. I'm scared about it, but I kind of like it at the same time. Yeah. All right. We got we to move on. We got to move yep. on. How about the success of the 1LE made Ford go... Eh, maybe we'll do the same sort of thing. Very interesting, huh? What do you what yeah. do you know? What do you know? What well, what you know about that? <laughs> I think it makes sense. Do you? Mhm.
0: So, the I guess uh some people are spying Mustang with some sticky tires on it. And then uh I I think um something was uh found where it states what is it? It's going to be let me read this article here. This is from Road and Track. Sounds like Ford is cooking up a Camaro 1 LE rivaling Mustang GT. They're calling it the Level 2 Performance Pack, set to arrive after launch of the 2018 Mustang GT. Uh, they're thinking it's gonna have an up-level, you know, obviously a performance suspension, sticky tires. Kind of like what the Camaros do with the 1LE to uh, probably compete because you know Camaro has been dominating. Mustang mm-hmm. on the track ever since uh sixth gen that's hell ever since the one le came out in the ZL1. So they're saying that the ordering guide uh is is referring to a performance pack level performance package level two. They reached out to Ford and Ford said uh we don't want to talk about that at this time. So that was they neither confirmed nor denied that there's going to be a uh Competing Mustang for one LE, so I'm I'm guessing they're going to be saving that for some sort of press release at a later date until they can figure out if they can actually beat the one LE <laughs> Camaro with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was
1: just a rumor because we couldn't make it happen.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this comes out and it's it's pretty close to the Camaro one LE. Or
1: <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I really do. I, um, I'm surprised that uh, the Dodge hasn't done it. Oh wait. <laughs> What do we always
0: say? Competition is good.
1: That's great. I hope. Yeah. I hope they do it. Yeah. I hope they do. Speaking of competition, the Camaro debuted 51 years ago on uh, September 29th, 1966.
0: Wow. Can you? In believe competition.
1: It? In competition with the Ford Mustang. And then there's competition. If you want to compete for reelsies. We, we talked we, about. Yeah, we talked about this a
0: couple weeks ago. We said, hey. You know what? They're they're gonna let you go in, and order or buy, one of those Camaro GT4R cars, and we're like, I wonder how much it's gonna be. I mean, cause I mean, look at look how much a Copo costs. You know, you can you can pick one up what between like what ninety and a hundred and twenty thousand, depending on the motor motors you get for it, and you you kind of figured, oh, it should be around that price too.
1: Mm-hmm. How much is it? Two hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. Ouch.
0: Well, I guess I gotta you- think that. Hey, if you're starting a race team, I guess you got to have some coin for uh,
1: for the product, right? Well, if you got a race team, I got to think that building your own cost every bit of that much. Probably. So, Probably. time is money. You know, instead of building and fabricating and everything cuz this has this is like a, you know, has everything you need. It's a turnkey literal race car, not yeah. like a street car that can be used in racing. It is a freaking race car. Yeah. So, Doesn't you can just spend a lot more time on R&D and tuning than fabrication.
0: Right, it's not like you're just going to a dealer and buying a ZL1 and then, you know, turning it into a race car. This is this is this is a straight up race car.
1: Mhm. I wonder if we're going to see any at SEMA. I bet you we will. Ooh. Ooh. I yeah. hope so. Speaking hope of so. SEMA, we are going this year as we always do. <sighs> yep. And uh, so we'll be bringing you a lot of stuff. Just make sure you pay attention to the Camaro Show Facebook page. And uh, just got this in from SEMA. Um, finalists have uh, been announced for the 2017 SEMA Awards. SEMA um, show exhibitors have cast their votes and selected their finalists for the SEMA Award in honor presented to the hottest trending and most accessory-friendly vehicles on the market. Hottest. Hottest. <laughs> hottest. Um, hot. Hot. Oh, so hot. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the opening day of the 2017 SEMA show. SEMA. S- Sema show in Las Vegas. Uh, there's categories: hottest coupe, hottest sedan, truck, hatch. Blah blah blah. Anyway, in coupe, three finalists are the Acura NSX, which I didn't even know they finally came out with that thing, but it's 160 <laughs> grand. So that uh, no, I don't think that's going to make it. The Chevrolet Camaro, good contender, and the Ford Mustang. Badass being so, sexy. <laughs> so it's basically the Camaro versus the Mustang because I got to think that they're not going to take hundred and fifty thousand dollar car and say it's what's what's the word. Hottest trending and most accessory friendly. Right.
0: And for the last yeah. couple of years, it's been Mustang, Mustang, Mustang. So mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see if, if uh, Camaro can take that title back.
1: Yeah. I, I'd i like to see it. Uh, it was doing pretty good for a while. Uh, for more information, go to org slash SEMA award and uh, check it out. Yeah. We'll definitely link that up in the show notes too. Too bad we can't go yep. and vote and stuff the battle box, but... I, think that's I don't think industry. I don't think we're going to need to. No. And then we've talked about this a lot in the past. Redline Motorsports, going crazy. They cranked out the first thousand horsepower Camaro ZL1 1LE. Isn't that the same company that, or no, it was Vengeance Racing I think that that did, did the, the nine horse second horsepower. ZL1. Thousand yeah. horsepower. <laughs> How would Tesla hold up to that? Hmm? Huh? huh? I don't know. Yeah. So a lot of news to catch up on. How's about this? We haven't have we heard anything from our listeners? Do we have any voicemails, Chris?
0: We d- we have one voicemail. Yes, we also have um, sort of an email, um, kind of going on something that we talked about in the previous show we we did. But let me let me go through. Let me play the voicemail first here. Sure.
1: Yo yo yo! What is up, guys? AJ, the resident Mustang guy, calling in. And uh, this week is not really a Camaro question; just more of a general car guy question. Um, and it's, you know, for you guys and maybe some more listeners who live where you guys live. But, um, I always wonder what was it like growing up in the motor city, you know, where car culture is king out there, of course, because of all the plants. I mean, but just what was it like, you know, you know, having family members who worked at these automotive plants, uh, worked in the automotive industry? What was it like for you guys, you know, then? Did we lose him? I
0: think we lost him. I think we got cut mm. off again, AJ. Sorry, bro. Um, Well, I, I think we can answer his question so far. He wanted to know what it was like growing up here with the car culture, the car industry. It's, um, I can say from personal experience, it's so ingrained in the culture that sometimes you don't even think about it anymore. That's true. It's... Like everything is car everything here. And what I what I realized too is going from Detroit to California and Portland this last week, you don't see a whole heck of a lot of American cars out there. You know that? It's all Toyotas and Lexus's and and Nissan and, and it's like it's a different country. Here in Michigan, it's all GM Ford Chrysler. That's it. If you're driving a Toyota, it's you're you're, you're, you're out in left field. You're, you know, you know what I mean? Is, yeah. I mean, is, it like that, is it like there, is it like that in Nashville too? Um, cause I mean, it was, it was glowing. Like, holy cow, there's a GM vehicle when I was in California. Holy cow. It's <laughs> was like, where the heck are all the GM vehicles?
1: Uh, you know, I, because there's a Nissan plant down here, there's a lot of Nissans. Um, but it's also Tennessee. There's a whole ton of trucks. Oh, trucks. There you go. And they're usually Ford and Chevrolet, usually Ford, I think. And, uh, Toyota Tundras are are pretty popular down here. Hmm. Um, I think, I think it's a pretty, pretty fair blend, but it it is cool in the summertime in, in Detroit, um, you know, seeing a Camaro and a Corvette and a Mustang and, and, or something even kind of cooler just driving to work every day, you know, you, you just, you just, you just see it, um. Like like my the parking lot at work, mostly I I say ninety ninety eight percent are just normal everyday cars, just just cars. They're just cars, and then yeah. I drive my Corvette to work and I park it and it's it's like it's it's like let's It's like it's like Elvis standing in a room full of Steve Buscemi's. <laughs> okay, I just made I just made that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so AJ, what, what what I'm trying to say is is that growing up in Detroit. It's ingr the 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 car culture is is kind of like, it's it's ingrained everywhere. So you're you're constantly in the car culture that you kind of forget it's there, kind of like Mm -hmm. people who grow up in, you know, beautiful yeah beautiful locations like yeah, like they that would be perfect. They go in a store, they see a slot machine. To us, think about it. To us, it'd be like holy cow, look at that. They'll stick a slot machine anywhere stick a slot machine anywhere and then there's like yeah it's Vegas it's it's in, you're ingrained in the gaming industry and entertainment industry that's what Las Vegas is it's the same with with, with Detroit I mean it's everything's built around car stuff you know it's Memorial people- Day it's that's the Memorial Day cars you know the car event at this place yeah. there's car shows and meets every single day everywhere you You can find a car show basically anytime, as long as it's not snowing out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, right. And it's usually, you know, the guys that drive the old Chrysler Cordobas or whatever that have nothing else to do. With fine Corinthian leather. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just it's it's cool. It's cool. I do I do kind of miss it. Usually, you know, somebody that works in the automotive industry or for right. a supplier right. in the automotive industry, there's little shops all around the Detroit area, about, probably about as big as the average house or smaller, that they do, do work. something. Right. They do little work. They they make the little little they make um, they Fasteners. cast the uh, alternator bracket for a certain car. Yeah. And that's that's how they make their money for the year or for the five years or, or whatever. There's little job shops everywhere. Yeah. Um lot of lot of delivery trucks moving things from job shops to the plants and or the headquarters for testing. And you're right, it is kind of the culture, but it gets largely ignored. You grew up in Vegas, a slot machine is a slot machine, is a, is an ATM is a is a is a soft drink dispenser. Right. It's just they're right. just everywhere. So it's, it's Oh, and you get to see some cars being tested. That's another thing. You never know if you you pull into
0: like like this happened to me a couple months ago. I pulled into Pet Supply Plus to go buy some dog food, and what do you know? There's there's a camoed out, look like a brand new Traverse or something. They're testing, completely camoed. I took some pictures of it, posted it on Facebook, and people were trying to guess what it was. <laughs> you just never know what
1: you're gonna pull up next to. Yep. It's also a cutthroat business. Jobs are actually hard to find because everybody knows that that's the lifeblood of the area. Yeah. So, especially in the agency world. I mean, I I spent a lot of time as a product or project manager for the ad agencies or marketing manager for the agencies working on products on on the websites and and media ventures for the big three. It's competitive. Yeah. It's very competitive because General Motors is – is competitive with the rest of the world, so it kind of extends down. That's it's, a good thing. That's a good thing. It is. It's. It, I, I miss it. I miss it a lot. I miss the agency life down here. Um, I know it's. A, that's a, actually a very good question. Yeah. AJ. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Uh, kind of made me think back in the good old days of working for <laughs> Digitas and well, and Jay Walter Thompson. There you and, go.
0: There you go. Campbell Ewald. Campbell Ewald. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have a question like that, make that I, really, I like those questions that like, just kind of like make you think. Sit back, think. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's right. Hit us up. Call our voicemail line. It's so easy. This Here's
1: how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. <gasps> oh, hey. Hey, guess what I got? What? I got my confirmation of the SEMA Chevrolet media reception. Yeah. All right. So that means that not only are we bringing SEMA to you guys via our Facebook page, we're also going to be bringing the Chevrolet media reception, which is usually really cool.
0: Yeah. There's always some some personality that will usually does a car with GM. Last year, who did we meet?
1: Uh, Dale Dale Earnhardt Dale Earnhardt Earnhardt Jr.
0: That's right. We hung out with him for a little while. He
1: was a guy. He got snubbed a cool by dude. the entire John Forrest family. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> they were more interested in uh, posing for photos or something. Yeah. Dale Jr. was just an awesome dude to chat with about cars. Yeah. Probably stood there and talked to him for a couple, three minutes. Yeah. And I left because it was my choice because I know that other people were waiting. Yeah. He didn't say, okay, get out of here, yeah. you, you peasant, you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else did we meet?
0: In, the, in previous years, Tony Stewart, uh, yep. Jeff, was, who, who was the other NASCAR guy, Jeff somebody, Jeff Gordon. No, well, he was there he one year, nothing. but he kind of he disappeared. Uh, he disappeared real quick. Um, two years ago was Kid Rock. He came out with a truck. Uh, you weren't there. Yeah, you it, were. You were stuck.
1: You were stuck flying your Spirit Airlines debacle. <laughs> made me want just, to choke just, somebody. Just, Maybe want to never fly spirit again. I'll say that right now. Piece of crap. Um yeah, I miss Kid Rock, a Detroit native. Yep. Uh and, and Nashville native. Kind of interesting there. I don't know. We we met a few celebrities there. Jay Leno. What's that? Jay Leno. Met Jay Leno. Was he? yeah, he was at not only the media reception, but he's also on the SEMA show floor. Yep. He still can't believe how big of a human he is. <laughs> like and, and it's no joke, his head is huge. <laughs> And he loves his jean shirts. <laughs> I'm really surprised he doesn't have a big, big, like, handlebar mustache or something to go with those those denim, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, long story made boring. There's a lot of celebrities there, but there's also the unveiling of some really cool vehicles. Yes. That eventually, the next day, end up on the SEMA show floor. Um, so... If you can't make SEMA, and we realize not everybody can, we're going to do our best to bring it to you in either picture and or video and or possible interview form yes. on this show. Yeah. So just uh, just make sure you subscribe and like or whatever the heck you got to do to stay informed of our Facebook page. Chris, what's that address?
0: Uh, Facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show.
1: Camaro Talk Show, because that's yeah. what we are and that's what we do. Yep. Yeah. We... And on a final note, it has been suggested <laughs> that since I bought a Corvette, that I would start a Corvette podcast, and I thought that was an absolutely preposterous idea until I actually started doing it. <laughs> so, if you're a Corvette aficionado, Chris, you want nothing to do with it. I know.
0: <laughs> Douchebag.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to be <coughs> fun. I got the equipment, so I might as well do it. Okay. Um, I found that the Corvette community is not as douchey as Chris might think it is, and the aftermarket, even for the fourth, uh, let's see fourth gen sixth-gen Corvette is still pretty active. So uh, I think there's going to be plenty to talk about in addition to what I talk about here. Okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. <sighs> so you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we're out of time. I mean, yeah, but I think we're out of time. Yeah. We're at the 35-minute mark right now. So Really? We covered a lot in 35 minutes. We sure did. We sure did. We covered a lot less in an hour. We could talk. We can keep talking. You <laughs> want to keep talking?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got... How did we miss this? So, So, two weeks ago when we... Our last show we did, we had a a voicemail from someone who asks about the track deflector and splash shield kit in their car. They they were... I think it was was Tom T. He left a message. Yeah. And somebody sent us a link to what it is on Camaro6.com, and... What it comes down to it's it's almost like these these plastic shields you put over what brake calipers and under and and the the shields for for the control arms like when you're drag racing is that what it is? I, I guess and it's only if you have a non-magna ride car. So if you have yeah. magna you don't get them. If you do have if you don't have magna ride, they're supposed to stick them in your trunk and you can put them on when you're at a track event. Um I this is the first I've heard of it. Uh, pictures people are posting of it look like they should be on the car for transport. I,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really not seeing significant benefit to them.
0: Is it? I, I wonder if it's only for people who don't like cleaning their car.
1: I, I, well, I, here's I don't what know, I, I read: um, the lower control arms are subject to a lot of hitting rocks and things hitting. Imagine if you will, almost kind of like the the inside of your mower deck. You know, getting just just pummeled with stuff as as you drive down but the road. But who
0: cares? It's underneath your car.
1: Well some people don't well think about the importance of that. I mean every every little tiny nick is a, is a chip away on the structural integrity, yes. Is it gonna make you crash? Probably not. But you know, I guess uh let's see here. According to well, this is a, a Camaro 6 that we found, right? Yeah. One person, his name is Mod Shack, and this was heck, over a year and a half ago, So the rear cover should be installed during PDI. I'm not quite sure where PDI yeah, is. Yeah, PDI is, is
0: the process where they get the car ready at the dealership. Yeah.
1: Production something designation inspection. The lower control arms are subject to lots of road grit, chipping, peeling, and rust. Will normally start here first. If you don't have them, insist that your dealer get them for you. They came in the parts bag that was in the trunk with the other plastic parts front spoilers, front plate holders, track ducts for the front. They just clip in with four push pins per side. Should take all of two minutes to do. Check and see this is important here. Check and see if your front spoiler and deflectors are mounted on the front of the front wheels too. GM spent a ton of time in the wind tunnel. It'd be a shame to waste that. So I can get that. I get the aerodynamics because they're probably got holes in them to lighten them up. And being so close to the road surface, it's probably a bit of a wind restriction.
0: Huh. Okay. Well, there you have it, Tom T. <laughs> if you have magnaride you're not going to get these. Otherwise, go to your I dealer. Wonder what, and find I out. wonder
1: what you do have if you have magnaride Nothing. Chris, get under your car and take a look. You have nothing. You have Magne Ride suspension. That's what you have. Yeah, but like, like why would you not have them because the suspension is different on that particular part? I, I assume the lower control arm is different. Yeah. But even if it's different, why would it still not have a similar type of part to it? Hmm. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't <laughs> fit. I <laughs> mean, it's, it's simply for
0: the fact that they designed one for without and they didn't for the other one because simply it's not the same and they didn't want to do two different parts.
1: Uh, I got to think either that or they designed the Ride <laughs> lower control arm to be aerodynamic in and of itself yeah. without needing the shields. Chris, yeah. get under your car and take a look and tell us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to get right on that.
0: I'll take some pictures. I don't care. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, cool. I'm I'm curious. I yeah. really am. All right, dude. Uh, that's I
0: think That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: Wow, yeah. Good show, man. Good sh- <laughs> good show. So we're going to be back next We're fixing to come back next week. God.
0: <laughs> we will. We will be back next week and uh hopefully we'll have some more cool information to talk to you guys about. Until then, we'll see you then. See ya!
1: Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586 486 3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!